Scripture is full of accounts of God meeting humans on mountaintops. Mountaintops seem appropriate for this because not only are they skyward, but they tend to bring together many wayward people to one place of meeting. There's only one mountaintop, but there are endless numbers of paths to take to get there. Mountaintop moments like Moses receiving the law on Mount Sinai and the transfiguration of Christ are ones for us to pay attention to. And I think we should pay attention to them not because moving upward is the only trajectory of encountering God, but that coming back down after an encounter like that to the earth is equally, an equally important journey because we need to live as fully as Jesus asks us to. Because here's the thing, we cannot live forever on the mountaintop. Or at least we shouldn't want to live on the mountaintop forever, even though it might be so tempting to experience the serenity and wonder of a good view. I wish every day could be like this. Couldn't you just stay like this forever? The disciples are at their most relatable when they exclaim, it is good for us to be here. Let's build a dwelling. Let's stay. How amazing, how wonderful, how incredible for Moses and Elijah and Jesus to come together with God's voice and light. When we experience awe like this, we do not want to leave. We want to build our houses there and stay. But we are not to stay forever. And it is my belief that these places of holy transformation have a place in our lives, along with all of the ordinary and even despairing places we tend to find ourselves in. And I believe that the most important thing we can testify to is that God meets us there in those places as well. Do you have a place or an activity that brings you so into the present, it feels like the rest of life kind of melts away? I know that many of you do, and I hope all of you do. It could be hiking to an actual mountaintop. It could be running, reading, sewing, sitting by a lake at dusk, sitting on the beach, being in a favorite spot, going to church. For me, I have always found sanctuary and peace in churches. But I think if I had to identify my mountaintop right now, it would be on a farm with horses. I have loved horses since I was a little kid. I spend one evening a week riding and caring for horses. It is a physical place, but it's also a mental place that feels really separated from the stresses of life. I drive out to the barn, it takes me 50 minutes in rush hour, should only take 30, but I slowly forget all of the emails I have to respond to, sermons I have to write. I enter into what it is, or what is to me, a transformative and holy place where I am attuned to the world in the present, to my body, to another living being. Writing takes my full focus And it is where I go when I need to go up on a mountaintop and be fully present with the wonder and joy of these animals. 
but I cannot stay there forever. As much as I enjoy it and as much as I need it in order to function in a healthy way, it is not where God calls me to be all the time. Inevitably, I drive back to D.C. I'm looking forward to the next time, but I'm not necessarily sad. I feel refreshed and perhaps a little bit less afraid or centered. And that's the beauty of mountaintops, of places or experience that transcend our daily lives and we can feel present. We can forget about everything else. We can feel safe and joyful. These places give us the strength to go back down to our lives in all their normalness, if we're fortunate. Perhaps also our lives can be stressful, dark, and frightening too. Perhaps we go back because we need to care for others in dark places. The story of the transfiguration implores us that as much as we would like to cocoon ourselves away from the realities of life, we should not, we cannot, and we don't need to be afraid. I have been reflecting quite a bit on the idea and concept of sanctuary. It's a theme that Mark, James, and I have uh, planned to emphasize in our children's programming for Lent. Sanctuary is a place of safety, perhaps a place that has a hallowed or holy nature, a place deliberately designed to transport us to another place. It's what we call the space we're currently in. It is critical that we find those places and hold tightly to them. It is equally critical that we listen to Jesus saying gently, go and don't be afraid. Because the God that we find in the peace of our own personal lives is also the God of the world. God in the world of the cross. To the cross, we are beginning to walk this week. We are called to the hurting places, to the hard work of making ourselves and the world a little bit better, for loving others no matter the cost, and it will cost much. Anybody who has lost someone they love knows this. So today we are on the mountaintop, receiving what it is we need for the journey back. We are receiving the certainty that God is revealed in Jesus. We are getting a glimpse of this. We are grounding ourselves in the faith and our faith in the law and the prophets. Things are clear and bright. And it might feel tempting and comfy to stay in this place and bask like the disciples wanted. But like them, like Moses, like Jesus, God has a job for us to do. And I don't believe that job happens in comfortable isolation. Lent is considered the long way down the mountain, the journey that we do not want to have to face, and though we walk with Jesus, we fear what might meet us at the end. So I always think of sanctuaries. Sanctuaries are places along that descent. To really torture the mountain metaphor, 
A sanctuary might be a grove, a shady spot, a flat rock in the sun, where we can sit and think and remember of Jesus' shining face and feel safe along the way, even if it is just for a moment. May the beauty of God and the places of our inner stillness meet us along the way in Lent, giving us strength as we walk through this wilderness. In the name of God.